Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Michael and the Bear. I'm JJ. You just jump right in there, JJ. I'm Michael. I'm getting I'm getting better at this. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm exercising no my pussy radio. Putting around. You're just like I'm going. I'm yeah. going. Jumping on that first train. We're in the studio. We're going. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm in my bedroom. We're going. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm in my living room, so <laughs> good times. Uh, so welcome, everybody. This week, uh, or this half week, you know, whatever, sometimes it's twice a week, sometimes it's once a week. This episode, we wanted to talk about crypto people, just, you know, average average crypto investors or followers, um, kind of falling for the same tactics that... Uh, and propaganda that people have fallen for for the last hundred years in modern media and mass and mainstream media and and uh, all this stuff. So uh, all the things that people fell for with the big banks over the last forty years, um, all the things that people have fallen for with rich people convincing them that if they lower their taxes, they'll somehow give their money to the poor people. Um, all this kind of fundamental stuff that that conservatives and big bankers do to manipulate average working Americans seems to be all the crypto people seem to be falling for it again with crypto. And it's like, what are you guys doing? Or what do so, you mean? What do you mean? What's what, what? Who's give me an example. What's going on? What are the crypto okay, people doing? So, crypto. So people. I wanted to talk about Tim Draper because he, you know, he's spouting off. Crypto's oh. gonna hit eighty trillion dollars in, in ten rich years people. or twenty years yeah. or whatever. It's like eighty trillion dollars. Okay, um, okay, sure. If if that's what you think it's gonna hit, but um, I kind of called BS on 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 this Facebook group that we're both in, and uh, I was a little harsh. I called him an idiot. I called Tim Draper an idiot, <laughs> and the admin what was like, "What do you like, mean he's, hey. he's he's an idiot? He's rich." He can't be an idiot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, uh, uh, the admin was like, hey, you know, maybe maybe don't call him an idiot. You're like, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Sorry, that's a little harsh. And then one of our one of the other guys I converse with, who, who I, I genuinely like, he's a, he's a nice guy on the, on the Facebook group, um, was like, well, how can you say that about Tim Draper? Dude's a billionaire. And I'm like, and that got me going down the road of... Uh, how can you say he's an idiot? How, uh, how can you call him out for what? So okay, so let's let's get into the nitty gritty of Tim Draper. Let's just let's just use Tim Draper as Tim an example. Draper? So Tim I don't Draper, even know who Tim and, Draper is. I don't even know and, who he is. And somebody really smart. There's there's a saying that says, uh, "Dude was born on third base and thinks he hit a triple." And what does that mean? It means that someone's born into money. And they think they're really smart. So people say this about Donald Trump because Donald Trump was born into wealth. His dad gave him a lot of money. His dad groomed him, got him into the best schools, made the best connections. And even with all his wealth, he still wasn't that successful. Dude, you know, declared bankruptcy like five times. He, 
uh, went bankrupt on a casino. How do you go bankrupt on casinos? The casino always, like, you know, the house always wins. Well, that's like, there's, money, that's right? the saying, you know. But he overspent. He, you know, he's not a good businessman. He doesn't pay his debts. He He's some on an pe- allowance right now. Some but before he became president, he was on an allowance from his company because he couldn't be trusted with the money. Um, I mean, he became so, president, so, saying so he's is, pretty smart, I guess. That's the argument, right? That's the argument. That's the argument. But well, some my argument would say, is... Some people would say that that going bankrupt is a lot smarter than losing your money in other ways. I think that's another argument. It's like, oh, yeah, no, he actually didn't lose any of his personal money by going bankrupt. That's which, another argument, yeah. So how, how much can you take advantage of <laughs> the American taxpayer and be considered a cheat? He even said that in the debates with Hillary Clinton. He says, I don't pay taxes. That makes me smart. That's amazing. So, That's amazing. And people were like, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and you're like yeah, but your kid screw- goes to public school and you drive to and you drive to work on a on a freeway that the taxpayers pay for and if nobody pays their taxes then how are you going to get 30 miles to work every day on a dirt road? It's like, no, you're going to have to change your if we got rid of our infrastructure, our country would collapse. It wouldn't be sustainable anymore. So, I mean, people joke around when I get in debates with uh, libertarians about taxes, and they say, oh, my roads, my roads. And it's like, okay, yeah, go to Africa and see how successful they are. They have no roads. That's the reason why the country can't grow. It can't develop until you actually build roads for people to drive trucks down and deliver stuff. You cannot have a sustainable democracy. You cannot have a sustainable country or society because, you know, there's a great episode of Top Gear UK. And I can't remember if it was Top Gear or if it was the Grand Tour but they try to deliver fish 100 miles inland to um, an African village without any roads. And one guy was in a truck, one guy was on a motorcycle, one guy, I forget the, you know, James May was in a fucking Mercedes wagon. Awesome. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't deliver anything because it was physically impossible because of flooding and this and that. And just like without roads, your, your city and state is unable to uh, develop and grow. Okay. So, that's my that's my rant on taxes. This is going to be so long, dude. Are you sure you don't want to jump in really fast? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking about roads in Africa and and re- Republicans <laughs> wanting their roads and Donald Trump, Tim Draper. Let's talk about Tim Draper because who who the okay. hell is so this? So we're going to jump back to Tim Draper. So Tim Draper is one of those guys that was born on third base. He's a third generation venture capitalist, meaning his grandfather and father were both venture capitalists. So the guy was born into excessive wealth. Well, let's not hold that against him. No, there's, I, don't, I don't hold wealth against anybody. So a uh, perfect example is uh, um, Berkshire Hathaway guy. Oh, my God, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, you mean, uh, oh, my God, I, you got Holy me crap. just blanking on his name. You know, you know. The, you, everybody knows. It. But he, yeah, they, he's a perfect example where he, where he says, hey, my taxes are too low. Please take more of my money. Because America as a whole will benefit if you raise my taxes. I want you to take more of my money. I have too much money. It's not good for one person to have this much accrued wealth. I need you to tax me more so it can be distributed amongst you know, the taxpayers to help with infrastructure, to help with schools, to help with all the important things that we need. So that's a perfect example of somebody with wealth who understands the ramifications of too much wealth being accrued by too few people. And so he actively, he has intelligence, he understands what happens to countries that let that happen. 
those countries collapse every single time, every single time. So Tim Draper's born into wealth. I'm not holding that against him. Like I said, I don't, I don't begrudge anybody for being successful, but he's not really successful. His parents were successful. His grandfather was successful and he inherited that success. So people say, well, he's a billionaire. He made, he made some good investments. Well, he, he made like one or two. He got lucky on the Bitcoin thing. He, he, uh, Tim Draper there was got a, lucky on Bitcoin. Yes, there he, was a, a repossession thing where the where the sh- sheriffs were selling the the Bitcoin that they had uh, collected from a criminal, and he won it on on an auction um, for a pretty good price. And so he made a lot of money on that investment. Okay, um, so so here's the thing: so people who go into the money business, people who go work on Wall Street, or become investors, or want to become investors, or become hedge fund managers, or in, are in crypto, tend to idolize these people who are rich. And a lot of these, a lot of these people who are rich were born into rich families. And you know, it's one thing to look up to Jeff Bezos because he built something that sort of took over an entire industry. But it's another thing to 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 not argue with with somebody's logic because they have a lot of money and because they happen to have made made a made a good call. You know, stop clock is right at least twice a day. Well, no, it's, exactly. it's right only twice a, bro- a day. A broken clock. A broken a, clock a, is a broken clock is is right twice a day. And I feel like there's a lot of that going on in crypto. When you're looking at the markets, well, I mean, God, there are so many people who are right twice a day in crypto and wrong the rest of the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's what you're saying, right? Well, so so back to Tim Draper. So he he's he made a couple good calls. He made some really bad calls. He he invested in Theranos, the the blood testing site um, company, who it they found out it was a total scam. The government investigators found out it was a total scam. The story of the summer. She came out, you know, and still to this day, he is still defending her and Theranos, saying that it's a good company. It's a good company. And it's like, it's a a well-known, that's like him coming out saying BitConnect is a good company. It's a scam. Everybody knows it's a scam. Everybody know it never worked. She lied about all the testing. She, wonder, she openly lied about every single testing that happened. I wonder what he is referring to when he says it's a good company. I, what they've got <clears> a really know. good, they really really good payroll department. You know they've got, but they've got but great he keeps HR. doubling down on, on, on defending her. You know they've just got a not great, admitting that he made a bonehead investment that he got duped by her. They they have and, a really good marketing marketing team. That's that's what he means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, he made some bad calls. That, that was one of them. He then uh, had a failed attempt this summer to split California up into three different states because his logic was California's taxes are too high. Now, I look at that and I think, okay, this guy lives in a different reality than 99.9% of Americans because when you look at California... A, a state that is uh, probably thriving better than any other state in America right now, had one of the fastest recoveries after the crash, um, gives more money to the U.S. than it takes from the U.S. Uh, you know, the school the schools are turned around are doing better. Healthcare people, you know, people a lot of people aren't have healthcare. Um, 
the GDP is is makes it the fifth highest uh, fifth fifth biggest economy in the world. So so to say California needs to lower its taxes because it's not doing well, it just makes me think that this guy is out to get something, meaning more money. So yeah, he's a conservative. Taxes. So what do what do conservatives want right? Like what do conservatives hate about California? The voting block. It's a it's a democratic voting block. So yeah, and so regulation, what, yeah, sure. Well, no, just but like, you know, it's it's when when presidential elections come around, everybody knows it's California's big, big Democrat, yeah. Huge huge democratic voting block. So by splitting up, he was specifically trying to cut it up in, in three different pieces where it would completely dilute the Democratic voting power, i.e. gerrymandering. He was trying to gerrymander California into three states to make it only one Democratic state and then two conservative states, which that's fucking shady. Yeah. It's a rich guy trying to manipulate the system to try to take control from the majority of voters and give it to the hands of the few. Yes, and that's... then we have crypto people who the whole purpose of crypto was to stop that, you know, to, to, to get our money back from big banks who try to coalesce the mass, the mass amounts of money into the hands of the few and, and lord it over the working class people. So crypto was invented. Bitcoin was invented. Blockchain was to help defend the freedom of the average American. Um, and then people are turning to Tim Draper, a guy who wants to keep control over average working people by taking away, by diluting their vote. And they turn to him and say, see, here's a rich guy. He knows what, he knows what to do. We should turn to him. And it's just like they're falling no. for the same old scam that happened on Wall Street, that, that tanked Wall Street. That it's, it's just it's not. No, nah, we've talked about this on this Ugh. show before. This is not this is nothing new at all. We've got right now. We are at the bottom of a market cycle for cryptocurrencies. The only people who are paying attention to crypto right now are people who are in it. Are people who are in it who have lost money, people who have been, who have been, people who are trying to trade their their way out. There's not a whole lot of there's not a, lot, a whole lot of hope right now. There's there's not there are people that are working really hard on projects that might fail. There are people who believe in 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 what cryptocurrency can do for the world, but they're pretty quiet right now. And you know, if you're somebody who's not, who doesn't follow cryptocurrency very closely, there's there's a clear. Well, actually, you know, it's not that clear. There's two different types of people that are into crypto. There are people who 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 believe in what it is, who who want to live in a world where it exists, and and they believe in what it can do, and that is redistribute wealth. It can change the way we think about money. Um, all of these really powerful things. It can it, it takes it takes the c control from government. Uh, over money, gives it to the people, things like that. And then there's people in cryptocurrency that see it as a way to double their money, to triple their money. And that's what they see. They see dollar signs. And that's why that's why they're here. They see the investment opportunities. And I mean, I won't lie. I see that too. And it's very appealing. When you see a volatile asset, 
it's tempting to invest in it and trade it and try to try to, you know, try to double your money. I mean, it's like it's the gambling part of our brains. But, um, you know, so so there are people there when last year, I think a lot of people were confused. I think a lot of people came into crypto because they saw it was an opportunity to to grow their wealth while investing in something that they believe in. And I think that a lot of people sort of blended these two ideas together and confused them. And I think a lot of us do it. I know that I did it because I was thinking, I was thinking, yes, I like what this technology is doing. I like what it can do for communication. I like what it can do for the world. And it can also make me some money. And, and, and it seems now like a year, a year, a year later, because this is the way I was feeling last year, a year later, it's like, oh man, there are people who are just in it for the money. And there are people who, who, who don't really care anything about what Bitcoin is, where it came from. They really don't care. And I know this for a fact. I know people who will, who will invest in any altcoin in any cryptocurrency. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a moderator on a Facebook group and like, and I, and I love the people I'm in the group with, the other moderators. I think they're awesome. We have a little chat box where we chatter. But most of the time, when we're chat chatting about altcoins, we're not talking about what they do. We're talking about which ones are going to pump next and which ones are going to go up and down. And that's that's exactly what the chatter is. And, uh, and I sit there and I, and I like an to watch it. You're an awful human being, JJ. I am? <laughs> because Why? <laughs> It's the same reason Just I. Kidding. It's the same reason I follow crypto Twitter. It's like, JJ, I mean, JJ, the pump and dump king. Well, no, they're not pumping and dumping. They're 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 waiting. I mean, my point is is that that they could care less what the technology does. Yeah. They like the fact that I think it's enough for them to think that cryptocurrency can change the way the world works financially. That's enough of an excuse for most people to go out and trade and invest and play the game, right? That's yeah. what most people are doing. And now occasionally like in the chat box, like a coin will pop up, like, you know, I forget, there was one the other day that popped, somebody said it and I was, and I, I knew sort of what it was. And I was like, you know, you watch out for that one. That one seems like a scam to me. Don't hold it for a very long time. And that's kind of my <laughs> job in this group is to be like, you know, hey, watch it. You know, that one might be a scam. Be careful day trading it. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, for the most part, people don't care. People don't care. They just, yeah. I mean, it's like stocks. People who day trade stocks, especially like the low cap stocks, they don't know anything about the companies. No. They barely yeah. know the ticker symbols. They just want to be in for 10 minutes at 9 a.m. in the morning when that first pump comes after the IPO. That's it. And you know what? If those are going to be the people that are starting the adoption process, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I, I really don't have a problem with that. If people on one hand can say, oh my God, I can't stand Ripple and I can't stand Bitcoin Cash and I can't, I hate that, but you know, I'll buy them for the pump. You know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm talking about. This is very, yeah. very common. And yeah. and and yeah, and we both play, we both play that game. We both do, we, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I want to deny it. I want to say, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, buy altcoins that I that I don't believe in but you know I do I do and and I think that when it comes to people looking up to 
when it, when it's like something like you know Warren Buffett, like oh my God, there's Warren there Buffett. Isn't, there isn't Thank a person. You. There isn't That's a per- his name. There isn't a person in finance that is more well respected than Warren Buffett, the guy who bought companies. You know, like. It's amazing that people can be like, oh, my God, now that's the billionaire I want to be like when I grow up is <laughs> Warren Buffett. And like, sure, like he's a very smart investor and he's done very well. And he seems, you know, he owns C's candies. He must be a swell guy. Um, but you know what? It's like it's funny in, in crypto or in traditional investing. It's like this guy, everyone loves to quote, you know, they love to say, like, you know, be you know, be greedy when others are fearful and be fearful when others are greedy. And like that quotation is like the worst thing ever you can say, in my opinion. Like when other people are fearful, you should be greedy. You know, it's like, yeah, who says that? Who says yeah. that? Like people who are really greedy say that. Um, and it's no, but funny. He, but, but he's the guy that I'm saying, the, you know, Berkshire Hath- owns Berkshire Hathaway. He's the guy Absolutely. that says my taxes are too low raise my taxes so he's not he's not saying be greedy in the sense of hoarding but he's saying that smart investing is look when when the market is tanking and everyone's scared that's when you should start investing of course but but people who are quoting him are going like oh yeah well warren buffett said this is the time where i can take everyone's money so now i'm gonna be greedy um and when everyone else is being greedy that's when i'm gonna be fearful i mean it's like you know, it's just it's these people who are really in it just for the money. And there's a lot of them. They are going to look up to anybody who has made that money, whether it's somebody who was born into it. And I don't know. Well, I guess in that case, they didn't really make a lot, make any money. They were born into it and they have a lot of it or they created something out of nothing. It doesn't matter. As long as they have money and they look powerful, they'll be looked up to by people who want that. Some people, I swear, like their only goal in life is to get a bunch of money and a bunch of girls uh, or go to the gym or something like Guilty. that. Guilty. <laughs> yeah. You spend, we, we spend, we both spend all day at the gym. Yeah. I mean, look I'm at me. I'm lucky if physique. I can do a 15 minute workout at home once a day. I can mm-hmm. convince myself to stop playing video games or writing a script or something. <laughs> I bought a we I bought a membership to the to the YMCA and I went a total of zero times this week. <laughs> Can you imagine a big furry bear at the uh, YMCA? I'll just give you a workout at home. Okay, you mentioned this. You mentioned Bitcoin Cash and I feel like we should transition away from Tim Draper and so so mainly crypto time. people watching this don't idolize Tim Draper. The guy has done nothing on his own outside of made one investment in Bitcoin. Everything else hasn't really been that successful. He was born into money. That's why he has money. I'm going to say the same thing that I say all the time to everybody, whether they're crypto people or not. And that is always be skeptical. If somebody says something and you think it sounds great, be skeptical. Question it. Always question authority. You yeah. know, if you happen to be 10 years old and you're listening to this podcast for some reason, you should question your parents. Don't question your parents. Don't listen to JJ. <laughs> question your parents. Do what I didn't your parents do it tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. There's no 10-year-olds Res- listening to this respect podcast. Respect your parents. Respect if, your if elders. If you're 10 years old and you're listening to this podcast, then you should get other help. <laughs> no, dude. You're badass if you're 10 years old listening to this podcast. 
Yeah, because you're thinking about long-term consequences of Bitcoin and crypto, and that is amazing at 10 years old to think about that stuff. So good on you. Yeah, I do know that there are kids. I mean, I I I work at a high school. I do know that there are kids that are really into crypto, but I don't think they're really in it because they know what Bitcoin is. I think they're on the other side of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. So Bitcoin Cash. Let's talk about Bitcoin Cash. One of our favorite topics. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about Bitcoin Cash. I want to talk about that disaster of, of epic of proportions of a debate that was on that on that crypto cruise through the mediterranean oh, i don't know about it was okay so let, let here's here, before you before you tell crap. the story before you tell the story i'm going to paint a picture of in my head of what a crypto cruise is okay? okay you've got like you've got john mcafee he's like he's got his own penthouse on the crypto cruise <laughs> and then you've got like tone vase and like You've got uh, what's his name? What's what's the cowboy? The the Jimmy guy Song. from Austin. You got Jimmy Song, who's like he's got his own crew uh, now, and then you've got like a bunch of other YouTubers or something like that, and then maybe some day traders, and then uh, and then the keynote speaker is gonna be someone like I don't know, like Jihan Wu or whatever, or I don't or, know, or Bitcoin Jesus, Bitcoin Jesus, yeah. Uh, what's his what's his face? Um, Actually, Roger, if, Roger Ver. Roger Ver. If those guys are all on the cruise, then like, yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be a fight on the cruise. And so, was there a brawl? Was there a was there a crypto brawl? So a no, verbal they actually, crypto brawl. So, so Jimmy and and Roger decided to have a debate, a televised, not televised, but a you know a recorded debate. And John McAfee is just sitting there with the slow clap. No, I don't. No, think he, he wasn't was on the cruise. I, I don't was, think he got. I don't think he was invited. I don't know. Or maybe he just didn't show. I think. I think. I think he gets invited wherever he wants to go. But he didn't. The celebrities go. I, of I crypto are there. ridiculous. So they start this debate, and Jimmy Song looked like a complete asshat. It, I have. I. Uh, who? Did, who did? Who? Jimmy. Jimmy Song. Jimmy Song. Just embarrassed. Embarrassed just himself. Was he wearing the cowboy hat to, too? Yeah, to like epic proportions. <laughs> so he's walking around like a prima donna up on stage. Wow. You know, talking he used about, to be such a humble guy. Talking about um, the format of the debate. And Roger's like, and he's introducing everything. And Roger's like, okay, can I say something? He's like, no, sit down. Sit down. I'm talking. Oh, I'm wow. talking right now. Sit down. And it's just like, just acting like a little fucking spoiled brat. And... And I, I, if anybody listens to this, I do not like Roger Ver, but I, you know, I, I had, to, I have to come to his defense on this, on this one because, because Jimmy was acting like a complete jerk off. So finally, Roger just rips the microphone out of his hands, and so, so Jimmy's holding like twelve pages of notes, and Roger's like, um, I just want to say I didn't agree to any of this. I, they, he invited me to come debate. I didn't agree to any of the the um the format and i don't know anything that we're going to talk about and i'm looking at jimmy right now and he's got 12 pages of notes in front of him so i feel like i'm kind of being ambushed here but Mm. so you know that's just it and and then he's trying to give the microphone back and jimmy's like i quit and he walks off stage in a huff okay so hold on since i since i didn't know about this at all i'm just gonna take what you said and be like so if you don't know who Roger Ver is and Jimmy Song, okay, so yeah, Roger, break it down for us. R- Roger Ver is like, I don't know, he's kind of like, 
He's kind of a hated guy in crypto, right? Yeah, he's the most he, hated he's guy kinda, in crypto right now. He's like he's like Darth Vader. He like he 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 like he was part of the Bitcoin solution, and then he he said, "No, I'm gonna start my own Bitcoin. It's he gonna be to called Bitcoin side. Cash." <laughs> and he took he took the soul he took part of the soul of Bitcoin and ran off. And because it was his, he pumped it up and he made it he made it he made it seem very desirable so he he got this following and then jimmy song who used to be such a humble programmer just a guy who would do this show with tone bays who is a for some reason very well known in crypto because he he's a trader he does a he's a blogger who does a a youtube show on on trading has been doing it for a long time longer than anybody has been in crypto so um so jimmy song represents sort of the original bitcoin crew and uh, and Roger Ver, who represents this new evil, quote unquote, evil Bitcoin. And Roger Ver, mind you, is not a programmer. He calls himself a, a business developer, not a software developer. And uh, and so basically what you have is two crypto nerds who got onto a boat together and one invited the other to debate. And the other one felt slighted because he didn't know enough about the debate. And they had a little... Hissy fit no, he together. didn't. He didn't necessarily even feel slighted. He was just. He was just saying, "Hey, I want everybody to know this. I'm. I'm. Okay. I'm cool with doing this, but just realize I haven't been given any information, and it's obvious he has this long list of complaints. So I'm just coming into this blind. Okay. So and that's that, all he wanted to say. So I, me, I. I respect that. He totally. was being upfront let, about that. Let me and, explain what that means. So like, basically, a lot of people hate on. On, on Darth Vader, Bitcoin Darth yeah. Vader, and uh, or actually he's he's known as Bitcoin Jesus because he was originally one of the big proponents of Bitcoin. He's probably one of the reasons he was the that biggest evangelist of Bitcoin. Yeah, for like he's the reason that years. we are here talking about it probably. But yeah. he did turn to the dark side and took part of the soul of Bitcoin with him. Yeah, and so people love to pick on him, and he's not very good at defending himself. In fact, he tends to throw tantrums and say things crazy like you know. Like well, and he Bitcoin also tries is, to manipulate and convince people that Bitcoin Cash is the real Bitcoin. Yeah, well, he's Darth Vader. And he Vader. uses false advertisement to try to lure people from Bitcoin who want to invest yeah. in Bitcoin into investing in Bitcoin Cash. He once said that Bitcoin was killing babies, I think, right? That was, some, that was something that he said. Dude, he said babies are dying because of crazy. Bitcoin. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's one of these things where, okay, we love to hate on him and he deserves it. But to bring him into a situation and sort of entrap him uh, yeah. does seem very wrong. Like to to basically well, it's just embarrassing. L- you don't need to. He he entraps himself. He does. He you really does. You don't need does. to do anything. <laughs> just here's let him my, talk. He, here's what I have to say. I mean, you're never going to listen to this show, Roger. But you have so much power to get people interested in cryptocurrency. Quit antagonizing the world. Yeah. And do something to help. Yeah. And then you won't have this shit happen to you. Jimmy Song, you're a dick for doing that. And maybe you've always been a dick when it comes to crypto because I, know, I think he's part of that camp that thinks all altcoins are scams. Yeah, he, and, yeah uh, he's, a, he's a maximalist. A maximalist, they call it. Um, so, I mean, like, just, I don't know. You guys need to work together because you're our only hope, really. The fact that, we, I mean, <laughs> the fact that... Did you just say that? <laughs> Yeah, you're our, you're our only hope. You're, you're the people. You're my that, only that hope. <laughs> you're you're the people that that 
that newcomers into the space are going to turn to first because you have the loudest voices because because you have the biggest followings and if you guys are look acting like children it just makes us all look really bad it makes us look really really bad so this goes back to so that was pretty much it it it, it went on for about a half hour then I turned it off. Apparently, it went on for another hour, and then Tone Vase got up and took over for Jimmy Song because Jimmy Song went off on another tantrum or something like that. Um, I heard, but I, I like I just felt like there's just really nothing to listen to because it's just more of the same bitching about Bitcoin versus Bitcoin Cash and blah blah. But it goes back to one of our very first podcasts of do cryptocurrencies need frontmen? And they absolutely do. And Jimmy Song should never be a Bitcoin frontman. And Roger Ver needs to stop being a Bitcoin cash frontman. Because all they're doing is hurting their 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 name. Um, well, I mean the like, name of cryptocurrency. I, I I yeah. I mean yeah, one day we should have another episode on the the, the crypto frontman because it's it's one of those things it's like yeah we uh well, you, we need them for like the media appeal, and we need we need someone who is able to answer questions. But these people are not these people are not doing that. No. Um, uh, uh, Jimmy Song used to do a great show where he would, you know, show what was show some of the technical details about the mempool and transaction uh, transaction times and everything, and he would show like you know the the mining pools that were the most successful and stuff like that. But really, like Roger Ver has never really done anything that I can think of besides put a bunch of money into marketing his biggest asset. And uh, so, yeah, really, we need we, I think we really need we need we need crypto frontmen who actually represent what crypto is about. Um, so we need people. And I think who are, that's hard because I was going to say, like, so Crypto Bobby is a pretty good frontman for crypto in general, but he's also in it. I mean, hmm. you know, he works with wow. AirSwap. <laughs> no, he he works with AirSwap, so he's obviously really trying to um, work with a company that is actively trying to make cryptocurrency better and more easily used and more transparent. But he's also on his daily shows. He's also talk. He talks about like, I'm going to get into this because I think it's good and blah blah. So it, he is kind of like a. I don't want to say he's a pumper because he's not because you know he's pretty open about what he what he holds on his website. Um, he's got his pie yeah, chart well, with, with that, but like it's one way to get an audience is to show what you're investing. It's because people are interested in that. It's like just yeah. part of the game. And so oh, we don't I mean, do that on this show because we think that's shitty. <laughs> but he also he also actively tries to educate people about products and and services and. Bitcoin in general and, and cryptocurrency in general. So I feel like we need more people like him where he's obviously in it full time. He quit his day job to work for AirSwap. He now works solely 100% in crypto. So obviously he's got skin in the game and he's and he's got a vested interest for all these things to be successful because that's how he makes his money and pays his rent and feeds his family. And so I think I think it's 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 naive to think that any any front man for crypto isn't going to be somewhat manipulative because they obviously want crypto to be successful. So you're always going to be a little manipulative in that sense. I don't outside of me and JJ. It's like we're not making yeah. any money either way. We have some small investments, but we're still 
even with two guys who invest in crypto, we are still some of the most bearish people on crypto in general. Like we still love it. We still think it, we have hopes for it, but I don't want personalities like that as front men in crypto. I mean, maybe that's for another episode, but I mean, I want, I want people who, who are, who are really good at answering questions that, you know, I think, yeah, but yeah, people who are going to talk about, uh, talk about their, their investments and what they're going to buy into and, and how they expect to make money from certain things. Like, I don't know. Those are not the people that I want representing altcoins really personally. Yeah. But anyway, it's hard. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a hard, it's a hard area to, to, it's a hard thing to talk about because I mean, we're coming from a system for the last investing. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're coming from a, a capitalistic, uh, three generations, four generations, ten generations of capitalism in Western democracy where this is how front men have acted. And they're the CEOs of their companies usually or they're the head of the marketing department and or they're the spokesperson and they're actively trying to manipulate the audience to support the company they work for. But how do you yeah. do that with somebody with cryptocurrency in general? Like, yeah, like even Antonopoulos, he seems to be focused mainly on Bitcoin, but now he's writing that Ethereum book, and all the Bitcoin maximalists are calling him a traitor. Just yeah, because he's trying crazy. to educate people on how Ethereum works and it's wrote a crazy. book about it. And, and, it's like, just like, and Vitalik has great things to say about a lot of other cryptocurrencies. It's not, I mean, he's somebody that people go to when they have questions because he's got a lot of answers. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, that was a long rant. This one was uh, ranty. <laughs> it was it's fun. I I mean I actually kind of enjoy the crypto frontmans because there's so many wacky personalities and yeah they do have their little and you know what the thing is is if you're not if you're not familiar with all this stuff a lot of these a lot of these personalities well number one they're really lame two yeah. a lot yeah. of them are not they don't know anything about crypto I mean like just I mean Tone Vase is a is a character i mean he came from wall street he came from i think he's got i think he once said on his show that his his background is in geology you know he went from geology to working on wall street and then found a niche in bitcoin and that's when he started kind of doing his show and like so it's interesting where these people come from that become such big personalities and yeah. if that that person that that guy that you're following on twitter most likely knows nothing about crypto other uh, besides what he's also learned on twitter yeah there's a good chance he doesn't even trade cryptocurrencies or Reddit. he's just he just wants you to follow him whatever yeah or whatever. he's or he bought a big position and he wants to pump it so he's be he very very skeptical of anybody who's got a big following yeah you know? i think i get a real kick out of one i mean i i'm amused by twitter i get a real kick out of these traders that that post these charts you know because that's one way to get followers is you post charts you post charts and go oh that guy knows yeah. about crypto oh yeah I, he's got a chart it, he must be smart and then after like 10 days of posting charts some that 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 same 
that same account will post something about like decentralized technology and how it's going to change the world and how it's like the ideology that he believes in. It's like you just spent 10 days talking about how you're going to make a million dollars in crypto <laughs> by shorting that exact cryptocurrency yeah. and now you're talking about how how it's going to change the world and you're a representative of it yeah go fuck shifted, yourself because it's shifting out of a bear market so now we gotta go to the bull market uh, i'm mar- turning into the bear got your you got your marketing campaign for bear markets and you've got your marketing campaign for bull markets and it's just like you can see yeah. every all of them shift on a dime yeah. it's yeah but yeah, you're never going to get that with michael and the bear because we're always going to be the same guys, no matter what. Whether we're Bitcoin millionaires or Bitcoin turn I, till I till I turn stellar lumens into ten thousand bitcoins <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Until I take my uh, loop ring and turn it into a, a full Bitcoin or whatever. <laughs> my uh, my air swap and my my uh, nano uh, nano nano shell. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take my 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 trigger and my uh my quant stamp and my <laughs> god okay now you're, just being, now you're just being weird you nerd i'm just i'm yeah i'm sh- showing off by naming naming all coins yeah. follow us right. on facebook and twitter m and yes. the b come come join our facebook group uh uh, if you join, then drop us a line and maybe we'll join too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've been trying to add to it, but it hasn't been going very well. No, um, no. We just we yeah we just need some more interaction. I'm actually yeah, yeah. I'm go- I'm going up to the Bay Area this weekend. I'm I'm gonna hang out with Jackson. He was on our show a couple weeks ago. Jackson oh, yeah, Palmer, nice. Nice. Dogecoin fame. That'll be kind of fun. Get some. Another strange crypto frontman because he's kind of the frontman for a company he doesn't even work for anymore. He's the he's the anti frontman. I love it. Or for like the crypto. kind of like he's like a neutral neutral weird <laughs> weird frontman. And the, yeah, and the fact that he doesn't own any, just like Charlie Lee, is just like it's. I just find that so well, humorous. Yeah. Doesn't Vitalik not own any Ethereum too or something like that? I don't that? know. Does it? that's just, he, probably just a rumor he I heard. Yeah. But I, I mean, I like that. We need people who understand crypto who are not invested in it. It's one of the big problems with the space is that everybody has an opinion at, because they have an emotion because their money is wrapped up in the space or their time. Um, and so when uh, whenever we get a chance, we'll have people on the show who are not really that invested or th- they're not invested monetarily. They might be invested with their, with their time, with their career. But. Yeah. Anyway, for another show. Yeah. Okay. We're signing off. All right. Anything else we want to say to the nice people, the smiling no. faces? You're all lovely. We love you. Thanks we for love listening. Your smiling faces. We love you. We love the support. See you guys all in a week. <laughs>